In today's brief, we'll talk about airstrikes, the lies that Russia tells us, and the status of F-16s to Ukraine. I'm Linnea, and today is Thursday, June 15th, 2023. You're listening to the Ukraine War Brief podcast, where we bring you up to speed on the war in Ukraine in about 20 minutes or less. Let's get started with the news from the front. At the time of recording, Ukrainian Deputy Minister of Defense Hanna Malyar had reported that Ukrainian troops have advanced between 200 and 500 meters on the Bakhmut front and between 500 and 1,000 meters around the administrative border between Zaporizhia and Donetsk oblasts in the past 24 hours, liberating around three square kilometers. Russian mill bloggers assert that Ukrainian forces continue their counterattacks in the northwestern, northeastern, and southwestern outskirts of Bakhmut. According to the General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, or GSAFU, Russian forces made unsuccessful attempts to advance on Yahidne and Berhivka in the Bakhmut area, Vesele in the Liman area, Marinka and Avdiivka. Over the last 24 hours, Russian troops have been forced to conduct strictly defensive operations along the entire front line in the Zaporizhia and Kherson directions. The GSAFU also reported that Russian Tu-95MS strategic aircraft launched four KH-101 KH-555 cruise missiles from the Caspian Sea. Ukrainian air defense managed to intercept one of the missiles, and the remaining three hit industrial facilities in Kriviri in Dnipropetrovsk Oblast, injuring a 38-year-old man. The risk of further missile and airstrikes across Ukraine is considered very high. Serhiy Brachuk of the Odessa Oblast Military Administration reported that, quote, 13 Shahed drones attacked Odessa Oblast. All of them were shot down by air defense, end quote. Russian President Vladimir Putin gave a press conference in the Kremlin on June 13th He claimed that Ukraine lost 30% of its weapons and that Russia only lost 54 tanks, quote, some of which can be repaired, end quote. Adding, quote, Russia's losses are 10 times less than the catastrophic losses of the Ukrainian military, end quote. According to Ukrainian Deputy Minister of Defense Malyar, however, Russia lost 5.3 times more troops than Ukraine on the southern front, that would be in the Zaporizhia and Berdyansk directions, over the past week. Moving on to the temporarily occupied territories. It's likely that the media blackout in the Kherson region is to protect civilian evacuation from the flooded areas of the occupied left bank. For that reason, we will not be reporting on evacuation efforts unless announced by Ukrainian government officials. The GSAFU reported that Russian occupation authorities continue to take measures to force Russian passports on citizens in the occupied territories, referencing an incident earlier in the year when they, quote, blackmailed the employees of the Center for Primary Health Care, which in case of refusal to obtain a passport of the Russian Federation, the financial supply will be reduced by 60 percent, end quote, adding that the majority of employees refuse to take Russian passports, resulting in the closure of the medical facility. According to Deputy Minister of Defense Malyar, after the bombing of the Kohovka hydroelectric power plant, occupation forces intensified repressions against Ukrainians, demanded bribes for departure, and destroyed documents and property. At the same time, they bragged about a successful, quote, evacuation. 
Sergei Oksyanov, the so-called head of the occupation administration in Crimea, reported a drone attack, stating that nine drones were shot down by air defense forces and three were brought down by electronic warfare assets. One drone allegedly exploded in the Krasnovardiesky district of Dokuchayeve, with no casualties reported. International Atomic Energy Agency, or IAEA, Director General Rafael Grossi postponed his planned trip to the Russian-occupied Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, or ZNPP, due to the security situation, arriving instead on in the morning of June 15th. Let's talk about developments theater-wide and outside Ukraine. Referring to the upcoming Ukraine Recovery Conference to be held in London on June 21st and 22nd, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said in his nightly speech that, quote, No ruins will be left in Ukraine. We will rebuild everything, restore everything. And we know exactly what steps need to be taken in what time frame and what forces we should use to defeat Russian aggression and rebuild our country, end quote. Alexei Danilov, head of the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine, said in an interview with CNN that Ukraine has weapons of its own to destroy targets inside Russia, saying, quote, As for the territory of Russia, no one forbids us to destroy targets with Ukrainian-made weapons. Do we have such weapons? Yes. End quote. In the Russian Federation, and adjacent, According to Reuters, Belarus has begun receiving Russian nuclear weapons. Self-declared president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, bragged that some of the samples are, quote, three times more powerful, end quote, than the atomic bombs dropped by the United States on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945, which is a totally normal thing to get excited about. Do you remember how Russian Minister of Defense Sergei Shoigu declared that all PMC members would be required to negotiate contracts with the Russian Ministry of Defense, or MOD? PMC Wagner leader Yevgeny Prigozhin announced that Wagner mercenaries are not going to sign any contracts with the Russian MOD, stating, quote, The government should participate in social guarantees for veterans, for fighters who have completed the task. Therefore, when we began to participate in this war, no one said that we would be obliged to conclude agreements with the Ministry of Defense. None of the Wagner PMC fighters is ready to follow the path of shame again. End quote. More than 20 Ukrainians taken as prisoners of war went on trial in a southern Russian court on June 15th, the Associated Press reported. The 16 soldiers are members of the Azov Regiment, an elite unit of Ukraine's National Guard, and the eight women reportedly worked as cooks for the regiment. The Azov were some of the last Ukrainian forces to remain in the besieged port city of Mariupol before surrendering to Russia in May 2022 at the Azovstal steel plant. During Putin's deranged June 13th press conference, he said, quote, All those gathered here are experienced people who have been under fire. I know this from my own experience. I haven't been crawling under bullets like you, but I've flown in a helicopter when it was shot with tracer bullets. End quote. One of Russia's top war propagandists, Alexander Slodkov, who attended the conference, later appeared on a live state TV show. When asked for his opinion, he said, quote, I spent the whole Ukrainian offensive in quarantine before the meeting with Vladimir Vladimirovich. Tell me what I need to say, and I'll say it. End quote. 
Russia's Tsarevna of propaganda, Olga Skabeeva, turned to him and said, quote, aren't you giving away secrets right now? End quote. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to say to that. In Europe, the European Parliament recognized the blowing up of the Kohovka Hydroelectric Power Plant, or HPP, as a war crime by Russia, and deputies called on the EU to continue supporting Ukraine, introduce new sanctions against Russia, and direct the frozen financial assets of Russian oligarchs towards rebuilding Ukraine. Worldwide, the United States has deployed F-22 Raptor fighter jets to address, quote, the dangerous and unprofessional behavior of the Russian military, end quote, over Syria. In March and April alone, Russian fighter aircraft violated so-called deconfliction protocols 85 whole times, including flying too close to U.S. and coalition bases, almost like they might have been doing it on purpose. NATO is considering extending Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg's term due to difficulties in choosing a successor. Secretary General Stoltenberg stated at a NATO meeting of defense ministers in Brussels, Belgium today, that Ukrainian pilots have begun to study on F-16 fighters. For the first time in a long time, the U.S. leadership has changed its attitude to the possibility of providing Ukraine with MGM-140 Attackums tactical ballistic missiles. Washington announced that the issue was being discussed back at the end of May. And that's the brief for today. Remember to check your sources and don't fall for propaganda. Join us on YouTube and TikTok for more Ukraine content and live news reports. And please consider supporting our work on Patreon. You'll find the links in the description. We'll be back again tomorrow with more updates. Until then, stay safe, everyone. 